0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of, of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. Oh man, I almost gave the intro to the other podcast that I do, The Life is Mild. Um, so if you are looking for another podcast to listen to, at The Life is Mild, comes out every other Thursday. That shit's dope. But this is the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It's also dope. I am your host, I am the Chocolate Puma, back giving you my loyal tens of listeners the information that you crave. That's right. I do this for you, baby. I don't do this for me. I actually I do do this for me. I do love this stuff. Uh, if you would like to email the show, feel free to email me. Uh, it is the at gmail.com. If you would like to follow me on Twitter where I do most of my shenanigans, uh you can follow me at BTOMP, B T H O M P20. I have not been gotten out the paint yet by Sean King and or Ben Roethlisberger, but hey. Today's a new day. Uh, This one's going to be a quick one. I don't have a guest. I'm actually recording this while I wolf down a Chipotle burrito in the Ford Focus Studios while taking my lunch break. Um, I didn't do an episode last week. Just need to do a little bit of break. I have been up uh, pretty late. Uh, My lovely, lovely son, who is about to turn four years old, has decided that he does not want to go to sleep nice and easy. And when he does go to sleep nice and easy, he wants to wake up at 4 a.m. And he wants you to sleep in a bed with him. And buddy, let me tell you, if you've not slept with a uh, a toddler, uh, that sounded wrong. If you have not shared the same bed as a toddler, they are not the easiest people to uh, share said space with. They will kick you in the throat. They will elbow you in the chest. Uh, But I do love my boy, so I get up. And I lay down next to him and help him go back to sleep. Anyway, all of that's to say, I don't really have a point to this uh, episode this week. Um, So I'm probably just going to ramble a little bit. Um, This week, uh, we got WrestleMania coming up. And so you'll probably want to hit, you know, fast forward a little bit if you're not into the wrestling. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, it uh, It always brings up two years ago. Two years ago today, as of this recording, that Kofi Kingston won the world heavyweight championship, and that's kind of a big deal. And I understand people, it's fake, it's, fake, it's, fake, it's, fake, it's fake, don't care. Big moment, okay? I saw someone on Twitter uh, basically say like, this is like winning a Grammy or winning an Oscar, like it is your industry and your peers all giving you the props that you deserve. And he's a guy that has gone out for damn near 15 years and never gotten in any trouble. He's just this dependable guy that you can always count on. He's super dope in the ring and he's a member of uh, just a blackety black group, The New Day. Uh, They go out, they have fun and it was just very rewarding uh, because growing up I didn't really... You, no, I don't remember seeing any black champions, really. Um, uh, I mean, there was Ron Simmons. Uh, he won the wor- first, uh, first black heavyweight champion of my lifetime. Um, he beat uh, Vader, who was a superstar. Um, then we had... Oh, boy, I, I think the next one might have been The Rock. Yeah, it might have been The Rock. Um, after that... Mark Henry? It's sad that I can name all of these like just off the top of my head, um, but here we are. Anyway, though, it was just super rewarding to see this very organic storyline form where he filled in for someone who had an injury, and from there, he did so well that the fans just started clamoring for him. And uh, you could tell a lot of the storyline kind of was, you know, l- hidden a little close to home, a little close to truth. Um, basically, Kofi week after week asking, what do I have to do to prove myself worthy of a shot? Like, basically asking, like, what does a black man have to do to survive, like, to get the props that he deserves? Um, and props to Daniel Bryan, he Put Kofi over nice and clean. There was no shenanigans. He didn't win by any kind of luck. He made sure Kofi looked like a champion. Um, So that was very, very rewarding to see. Um, Moving on, Uh, the Derek Chauvin or uh, Chauvin or the asshole murderer from Minnesota. His trial is going on this weekend. I feel like I need to put it out in the universe that if I see his defense attorney in the streets, I may slap him with my ring hand because he's doing everything in his power basically to say, but he was big and black. How could you not kill him? Like his defense has been so inept. It's been so disgusting. Like basically he's, George Floyd out to be just this drug addled monster who had to be basically put down even after you know he's not resisting uh, he's trying to make the case that he deserved to have a neck his uh, a knee put on his neck for over nine minutes and whoo buddy it is a hard watch I've tried not to not to watch it because, frankly, I can't get my hopes up on this. Uh, this country has uh, disappointed me far too many times. Uh, like I, I'm not gonna get get that disappointment that I had when Trayvon Martin's killer was let go. Um, we saw on tape a man get murdered, and we're going into week three or four of a trial to determine if there was a murder, and it's like absolutely infuriating. Like only in America, can can this happen? Uh, I mean, if, if 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 this happened to anyone else, if this was if this happened to a dog, that guy would already be in prison for animal cruelty. Uh, there was in Minnesota, same state, there was the Somali cop who shot and killed an unarmed uh, white woman, and he was found guilty so fast and put in jail that it made your head spin and here's here's the thing he should have been he absolutely should have been i think what black people want is just a little bit of equity in this like handing out a punishment like when it's an unarmed black person getting killed by the police we gotta wait for all the facts we gotta drag our feet out in the you know a trial and it's like we got the tape. We saw it. There is no defense for putting your knee to someone's neck for over nine minutes. Uh, I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Um, there's the, oh God, I don't even know if I should talk about this one. There's the, the Deshaun Watson case going on here. He's up to twenty-two women, and this is where I tap out, buddy. Um, cause I mean, I don't—I'm not gonna, you know, call them innocent. I'm not gonna call them guilty, but I do know that if twenty-two women pop up, this is like that Bill Cosby thing. Uh, it, that's far too women, too many women for this. Like not to have some kind of truth to it. So uh, I—this is where I shut the fuck up and back out, cause. Woo, buddy, he might be cooked, rightfully so if all of this is true, even if one is true, he should be cooked, but, you know, that's just me, um, let's see, I feel like I should end on, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a happy note, because, man, it, it's been a little bit, a little bit of a downer of an episode, I'll, I'll admit, um, so I got into a little bit of a little bit of a verbal row with a uh, co-worker who apparently big Tim Tebow fan, and I am not the biggest Tim Tebow fan. Now I will I'll step back and admit like he is one of the greatest college football players of all time, um, but that is where the praise ends. I grow very sick of hearing all the stories about how. He's such a good guy because he he tries so hard. And I think the crux of what caused our argument there was he called Tim Tebow's speech after losing to Ole Miss just one of the greatest sports speeches of all time. And to me, that speech after he lost to Ole Miss was just one of the biggest sucker speeches I've ever heard in all my life. Uh, Because guess what? You got beat. That happens from time to time. But don't go out there and give me this long speech of how nobody's going to try hard like we're going to try hard. Like, that to me is some loser mentality because then it it opens the door to ask, well, were you not trying hard this game? Like, Tim Tebow to me is, I don't want to, I'm not going to question his faith or anything like that. But what I will question is, is this pure like image that he has presented to the masses to the point where he won't even take a picture with like i believe it was chrissy Teigen and another sports illustrated model uh, saw him like out in public like hey can we take a picture with you they're not wearing you know bikinis or anything they're like in a target or something and he's like no 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 i can't be seen taking pictures with you and i'm like buddy are you fucking serious like, you can't be seen take, because you have to present this pure image. Because that's all it was to me. It was image. I feel like if you talk to some people from the University of Florida, they'd they probably have some tales about Timothy. And then his whole T-bowing. And he was he's not in the league because he was persecuted for his faith. No, he's not in the league because he can't throw a 10-yard slant route. Like, that's just it. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a Bears fan. I've seen some shitty quarterbacks. I know about shitty quarterbacks. I paid money to see Henry Burris throw a football. I paid money to see Moses Moreno play football. Okay, so I know bad football. Tim Tebow was a bad quarterback. And he didn't get labeled as selfish or, you know, a guy who put himself above the team because he said that he wouldn't switch positions. Now, he was a guy who... Oh, you got to love Tim. He works so hard. He works so hard. And no, everybody, once you get to that level, well, not everybody. 99% of guys who get to that level, guess what? They worked hard. Like, he's not some special unicorn in that regard. No, what Tim Tebow was, was this safe guy who I feel like, and this always happens with, like, white quarterbacks, They wanted to be good. They needed him to be good. And he just wasn't good, and they tried to shove him down our throats. He got on with three different teams. He went to the Broncos, stunk it up there. He got lucky on one Hail Mary and won a playoff game. Um, But what's not talked about in that game is the safety who was starting for Pittsburgh was out because he has sickle cell anemia, and they were playing in Denver, and the high altitude uh, would have caused massive health problems for him. So if Ryan Clark plays that game, the the backup there doesn't get smoked going over the top there. It just does not happen. So then he goes from there to the Jets. He sucks with the Jets, gets cut. Goes to the Patriots, sucks there, gets cut. Like, that's not a guy who's being blackballed out of league. You want to see a guy who's being blackballed out of league? Colin Kaepernick, okay? My God. Colin Kaepernick. I, people don't realize how good he was. Like, period. And you can bring up his last season in San Francisco and talk about, oh, he wasn't very good. No, he was very good once he came back. And he didn't get beat out by Blaine Gabbert. Like, that's a common misconception. Blaine Gabbard started the season because Colin Kaepernick was coming off of a off of a surgery. When Colin Kaepernick was healthy, he became the starter and he played some of his best football over 95 QBR. He had one bad game. It was against the Bears and it was a game where the there was just like whiteout conditions, like no quarterback would have put up numbers in that game. I don't think that's a very fair uh, fair point to use against the man. Uh, but some of the quarterbacks that are starting, like Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are going to start for the Bears this year. You mean to tell me that Colin Kaepernick couldn't do what they do? Like, there are so many bad quarterbacks, so many trash quarterbacks in this league. They get chance after chance after chance after chance. Hell, Chase Daniel has made over $30 million just standing there, basically. It's absolutely insane. And speaking of absolutely insane, I have no idea how I got all the way down the Colin Kaepernick rabbit hole from Tim Tebow. But hey, here we are. Well, I think I have ranted and raved long enough. So I will leave you all to go out, enjoy the, the in coming spring. And guess what? I'm close to getting that second vaccine. So if you've listened to the Life is Mild podcast, you know what's about to come next. I'm going to hug the shit out of all of you. Any of you who can hear my voice, just know this. Hug season soon cometh. Because your boy has been deprived long enough. And as soon as I am fully vaccinated, you all will get this work. So until next time, be good to each other, take care of each other, and I'll catch y'all next week. Peace.